Hello friends and folks and welcome back to the Creature Quorum as we sit down for another Hunter Quorum episode. I'm Six Detmar from Scanline Media. I'm Alan Ibrahim from Chats and Scanline Media. Oh, and I'm Minovsky Article, uh, a <laughs> constant uh, fan of monsters, uh, creature ecologist, and a friend to Scanline Media. You can just say you're from hell, it's okay. Yeah, that's fine too. And that's non-judgy. I mean, listen, hell seems nice. Yeah, I I'm from uh, the various poison swamps in JRPGs. Mm. Mm. You know, this, uh, by the time, I can, I could just, you know, it's my own content. I can spoil whatever the fuck I want. We're doing an award category this year for best creature. Mm. Um, and I probably should have more from Elden Ring on there. There's some dudes Ooh. on there. But... That's not what we're doing today. As I said, this is a this is a Hunter's Quorum episode. We're gonna we're gonna tackle Iceborne. We're gonna tackle Monster Hunter World Iceborne and the six friends added in that release. Yeah, this was the expansion to Monster Hunter World, which we covered in the previous episodes. Uh, which Monster Hunter World just celebrated its fifth anniversary uh, in the past month. Uh, so, and I think, gosh, this must have been like the. I want to say that Iceborne came out around 2019, so it's. It's crazy to think like how far away we've gotten for something that feels so recent. Um, but yeah, mm. it, this the, the the expansion added six new monsters, uh, a lot of variants, and brought back a lot of monsters from previous games into uh, the new engines. Mm -hmm. September twenty nineteen. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Where were you when they added monsters such as? I was I was fighting the monsters such as Oh, I have to do the such as. Okay, Bon Borrow. <laughs> it's Bon Borrow time. Japanese name Bafubaro. I stole I stole Alan's job. Alan's gonna disconnect any second in, in a fury that I stole the Japanese name. Yep, there it is. There it is. Damn. Oops, there it is, thought you knew. I got to do it twice in like two minutes. Bonbaro is a brute wyvern. Mm -hmm. Um it's more horn than man. Also, welcome back, Alan. Thanks, pal. I deleted my yeah. recording. Yeah, Bun. Oh, okay. Bunburrow is it's it's a kind of an odd uh, like chimera of uh, you know Canadian creatures. <laughs> like it's got it's got the moose type antlers and it's got a beaver tail. Mm -hmm. It's huge. Uh, I hear what you're saying, but it's like moose type up top and like ram type at the base. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, this uh, particular monster uses to. Um, scoop snow up like a plow and roll huge balls of snow into you. Did I... I haven't gotten to the Iceborne content, but I feel like I fought a monster that does... You know what? Actually, the... Um, one of the bears does that. No, it's the, the Gumby does it, that. Lagambi, yes, Lagambi does it to a smaller scale, whereas, like, you'll see Bonbaro just, like, running through a stage carrying a huge ball, whether it sees you or not. <laughs> it's just got a snowman to build. Yep. It's you know just funny. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I sent you a uh, Gaijinka of the Bonbaro, which is fun. Second of all, uh, I had this thought watching this. I'm like, oh my god, it reminds me of like Appa from The Last Airbender, except with the big horns. And then I was like, wouldn't it be cool if they did like a higher like children's fantasy version of Monster Hunter where you could ride something like the Bonbaro? And congratulations, <laughs> I literally just invented Monster Hunter stories. That's right. Oh, yeah, good. I I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna talk yourself into saying like they should put Appa in Monster Hunter and then they just a should. mission where you're, a mission where you're skinning Appa would be terrible. <laughs> yeah, actually, no, you're right. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> uh, there, although there there is a um, there is a smaller creature in uh, Iceborne, which are these kind of squirrely looking. Uh, snow monkey type things that hang around in hot springs that I could easily see like a Momo collab with. Oh, sure. Momo would definitely fit in like the environments of, of Monster Hunter, at least. Yeah, Appa, Appa would have to be one of like those rare creatures that you see that you can't hurt or like touch in any way. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, it'd be, too, it'd be too, uh, too gory for the collab to even be approved, I think. 
But Bombard's got plenty of parts that are, like, cool looking. I love these mm -hmm. horns, these multi-tiered horns, kind of. Uh, almost a beaver-like tail, which mm -hmm. is very exciting. And um, uh, goat eyes. So... <laughs> Oh sure. There's there's a lot going on with this. It's kind of got like a reindeer face. Yeah, it, it it really is just the hybrid of every kind of arctic creature you could think of. Something very beautiful about it. I think that's going to be something common in Iceborne. He's mm -hmm. like these creatures are because you know, you've been playing Monster Hunter a lot. They need to impress you a little bit to justify you buying this expansion. And it's like there's something almost mythical and special and spectral about seeing the Bonbaro and being like, what in the world is that amongst all the snow? Oh god, it's gonna gore me in two seconds. Yeah. Th also, snow is cooler than other things, and uh, also, creatures who live in snow just tend to be cool. Well, and, and that was really a big piece of uh, what the Iceborne expansion was, was like, it was also the introduction of a snow biome into world, because that kind of map didn't exist previously in that particular system. Really, at all? I mean, they're there. It, there, there, yeah, there was not a snow stage uh, up to that point, so they introduced it for Iceborne and had to create all of the creatures that would populate it. Hmm. Oh, you're right. I was thinking about it. I was like, no, there's that one. I was like, oh, that's, no, that's... Rise. Rise. I'm yep. thinking of Rise. Huh. Very interesting. Yeah, um, it's a good use of their engine, because it looks really good. Mm -hmm. I agree. Confer. Yeah, it's a... Yeah, it's a great pelt, and uh, that kind of pelt that will definitely carry over into the equipment. Oh boy! Yeah, so looking at that equipment, um, the armor is just, you know, they're just having a good time. Just big furry suits. Mm -hmm. It's great. Yeah. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of brown and white, like the beast itself. Of course, um, the female version has a thigh window. completely exposed thigh. Yeah. It's not a thigh no, no, window. Yeah, it's, it's, like just, a, it's just it's the like absence a, of thigh covering, you're right. It's like a thigh city gate. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I I, um, I do like the uh, I do like the moose Viking horns on both and good. the braids. Yeah. They look cool. Um, I also like the sort of like beard that it almost gives the uh, the alpha plus. Yes, yeah. They they turned the pelt into a beard for the uh, male armor. It is currently a wind chill of like minus twenty degrees Fahrenheit in the northeastern United States, and you betcha when I go outside, I wish I looked like the Bonbaro alpha plus male. Yes. Not, and not the female. <laughs> okay, I have a challenge for Monster Hunter World 2. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just make it a toggle. Yeah. Whether you're male or female, be like, which one of these looks do I want? Oh, and you can wear the male armor, even though you're a female? On a, on a, or vice versa. I want to see some <laughs> dudes in really slutty outfits. Yeah, Listen. yeah. I can. They deserve it. I can put you in touch with a guy if you want. Please do. Because, because I, like, if you, I mean, because the thing is, like, if you wanted to play like a female character, but you, um, you, you'd rather wear like a lot of face covering and body covering outfits. So you, you kind of like you're kind of limited right now to setting a uh, a female voice over a uh, male model. Mm -hmm. um, which, yeah, I, I agree. I think that there should be just the the option because there are so many cool things on either side, and it'd be great if they let you just have fun with whichever one you felt you felt best fit your character while still giving the variety. And like Final Fantasy fourteen has been moving in the direction of trying to like gender diversify these looks as well. And like, I am not the target audience, but people absolutely pop for a hot boy in a bunny suit. Mm -hmm. Look, mm -hmm. it's fine. <laughs> there is an audience. Hey guys, so it's me. Just, I'm the audience. Just give us these options. Um, oh hi, Alan. Hello, I'm the audience. I mean, audience. Mm -hmm. It's weird being the podcaster and the audience. Um, Want to talk about some weapons? Yeah. So I mean, th these kind of have some of the typical uh, things we've commented before on World, where they it kind of feels like some of the typical uh, weapons we've seen, just with you know a, a kind of faint covering. Although I will say that I do like the uh, the Bonbaro dual blades, which are a pair of shin bones. Yeah. Oh, nice. I also like a lot of these have, um, like, the bow has pigtails, for instance. Yes. Um, oh my gosh. So there's somewhat creative use of, of that of that fur. Um, my, the shield on the gun lance does as well. My favorite's definitely the switch axe because if you look really closely at the long part of it, there's like these little bags containing. I think those are each of the cartridges. Uh, I yes. love that that little detail very much. Yeah, using using pouches as cartridges to fit that kind of Viking theming. Yeah, that's a that's a good uh, way of going about that. 
Yeah, over, overall, my opinion of Bombaro is just that it's a it is a very solid uh, creature to welcome you to the expansion and to the the new maps. Yeah, I'm a little sad that we don't have a whole. I mean, you know, it's just a natural consequence of it only having been in an expansion to a game and nothing else. But there's not a lot of art, and that's a bummer. Yeah. Um. We should, of course, read our, uh, our in-game description before we move on. A monster marked by its furious charge and by the majestic twin horns that uproot trees and gouge the earth as it runs. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it can also roll bits of trees, uh, which is pretty frightening, because sometimes as it's, bu- as it's bulldozing, <laughs> it'll just chuck a tree at you or something. Hell so. yeah. Oh, apparently it'll even do this in like the volcanic air region and like leave trails of lava. Okay, that's scary. Yes, strong horns mm-hmm. yeah it's a it's a fun monster it's a fun one no variants yeah not yet yeah not yeah. yet love that optimism <clears throat> i'm here for it mm-hmm. yeah this thing belongs this one belongs in the iceborne world what's the world of iceborne called oh gosh um testing your monster hunter lore yeah i iceland <laughs> No, I, I'm actually gonna look this one up. I can't, uh, I because I, I, it's been. I have the, not. The, oh, Horf- I got it. I got I it. Got, yeah, you got it. Go ahead. Is it the uh, Horfrost no. Reach? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Horfrost yeah. Reach. Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard you say. I say. I heard you say. Ha! And I was like, Oh yeah, Horfrost Reach. No, I. I have not played. Um, any, I've only played the Fatalis and Elatrion updates in World since COVID. So a lot has happened uh, mm-hmm. since then. So yes, the Horfrost Reach is the ice area in World. Yeah, one of these days we actually need to do the thing we keep threatening and like stream some of this, but you know. Mm-hmm. One day. One day. Maybe, maybe for the 20th anniversary. We have till next March. Ooh. Okay, well that's a lot of time. Um, it's time for another icy friend. It's the Beotodus. Yeah. So yeah, this is the this is the uh, the Piscine wyvern. Uh, this is our resident frozen fish, which it literally is called the frozen fish wyvern. Um, yeah, it, this is a it is a kind of horned, slim sort of shark type creature that uh, swims through the snow with its nose coming out like a fin. Hammerhead. Yeah, vibes. it's got a lot of. Yeah, it's it, it uses a very similar uh, skeleton as the Lavasioth and the Juratodus and some other mm-hmm. things we've already seen uh, in World and in the other games. I always try to send uh, my go host the weirdest possible art I can find. Uh, <laughs> just just prioritize guy Jenkos, of course. Yes, correct. Um, um, this one's not horny, at least. It's just a guy with a suit who happens to be a Beotodus with the tail, hands, and uh, head. Yeah. Um, does the Beotodus, so it goes on land as well, right? Does it walk around? Yeah, it walks. It walks around a bit. Um, okay. It, it's it's very very similar to uh, the Jura, the muddy Juratodus, and like right down to uh, instead of mud, it shakes snow around and inflicts ice blight on you. Uh, my yeah. my favorite thing my favorite thing about um, Beatotus though is just watching that uh, that horn on the front cut through snow like a shark fin. Uh, but it's also it's also a little uh, it's a little less interesting than the other ice shark from the older games. Um, Zamtrios. Yeah, sure. that's what I was thinking. Sure, of. I was trying to think of what I was thinking. Of. But you know, it, it's a. It, it, I think it's a. It's a perfectly fine uh, Piscine wyvern, but not one I'm especially excited about. Yeah, I mean, it looks. I do like the uh, the detail here. Um, I'm looking at its its uh, the photo gallery on the Monster Hunter wiki, and it actually has some stuff from the art book, some concept art, and it looks like I assume when it is like underground that horn raises up like a fin yes yeah um, like it actually moves yeah you see it slicing through which is i like i said that's i think that's the most charming part of it is that you mm-hmm. you know you you get into the horfrost reach for the first time and you're seeing bonbaro rolling snowballs and a fin slicing through ice 
Uh, you know, and that's that's really your view of what to expect so far. Mm-hmm. I just like it being movable. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, yeah, oh, look at this guy. Um, Even though <clears> visually <throat> and conceptually it reminds me of so many things we've seen before, I think it's fun that it's that but for ice. Like, yes. We've seen things like this cut through the desert. We've seen things like this cut through the water. And now they cut through ice. And that's really scary because you can't move as quickly through ice in, uh, in Iceborne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the snow does uh, encumber your speed without particular sp- skills, so it does move much faster than you uh, in that environment. Yeah. Uh, this Piscine monster's wedge-shaped head allows it to swim freely through the tundra snow, frequently seen flinging snow at prey. You know, I hate to, I hate to throw shade at Monster Hunter, but this is usually more fun in Pokemon, where you get a Poke, Poke entry, where, Pokedex entry where they're like, incidentally... This is like loves jazz or something. You well, know, there's there's a curveball. I, I will say for Monster Hunter's version of it, though, you actually see the monsters do the things that are in these entries. Whereas in Pokemon, fair, you just fair. kind of get the lore and have to imagine the rest. That's fair. Oh, boy. Oh, this is unfortunate. Um, the armor is very boring. Yep. It, it's uh, it's just the fin on a helmet. Yeah. Yeah, and and then on the female ones, it's the folded fin, so it doesn't even look remarkable. Mm-hmm. What does this look like to me? This armor reminds me of something. Warframe. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little Deep, bit. Deepest, bluest, my helm is like a shark's fin. <laughs> what does the Berserker armor from Berserk look like? Not this. Way cooler yeah, than no. this. Oh, that's Way cooler favorite. than this. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! I'm lending a friend today my giant deluxe volume, volume one of Berserk, and I'm I'm desperately desiring to just go back through it and and get read up again. <laughs> so good. Uh, I, I I think this is again a perfectly fine introduction to the um, the expansion monster, but it's the least exciting of the six we're going to talk about today. Yeah, I I would lean on cut here. Yeah, I would too. I I think like it serves a purpose in the game. To be like, look, look how ice can be, like, we can use the ice mechanic in a cool way. But that's not enough to justify boring armor and a very samey design, mo- designed monster that we've seen before. Besides, our next one's going to be really fun. Yeah, our next one is not like anything you've seen before. <laughs> I hope so. Right. It's the Namiel. Yeah, this is an elder dragon based on deep sea fish. Uh, it's it's got like all over its body are these really cool bioluminescent strips that they animate. So like those are just kind of fluctuating and moving as it's moving around. Its roar sounds like a deep sea gurgle. Um, it's a really cool creature. <laughs> an elder dragon coated in water and able to freely control lightning. A unique organ allows it to pump electricity into the pools of water it creates, creating causing massive bursts of steam. Yeah, so it is a dual elemental creature, and yes, it does generate pools of water around itself that uh, amplify the electricity and are a little harder to escape from than other lightning creatures. That's so good. Looking at some of it in motion, and just like, not just the colors changing, though that is very cool, also just the way, like... Its wings are clearly, like, you know, intended to, to evoke that sort of, like, manta ray material, mm-hmm. and the way they move is really something. Yes. I'm going to blow your mind mechanically. So this monster, the first thing when you describe that to me, I think is, like, I better hope I have a ranged player on my team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Namiel's water puddles can be drained by shooting bright moss at them, which is a unique mechanic because normally bright moss, bright moss do you shoot it to, like, as an ammo to illuminate something, but moss mm-hmm. absorbs water. They, yeah, they they wow. thought about the they thought about the environmental touches. Like that really is the hallmark of world's design as a concept. Was like, how can we use the environment around you to do different things and experiment with? Uh, if, yeah, it's, it's it is such a cool design. <laughs> there is a reason I mean, world is the most money they've ever made as a company, Capcom. <laughs> 
And the way, like, it is in the ice environment still, but it just brings the water to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, we, we, we've experimented in the past with fights that are underwater. What if we had a monster that just, yeah, didn't, didn't need to be underwater, just brought it. And, it. and it does lurk the coral highlands as well, so you can enjoy it against all that coral reef architecture, which mm, is really fitting. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's oh, it's a it's a beautiful monster. My God. Yeah, this is uh, also it's it's armor is uh, one of the things I considered for our podcast art because I think it looks amazing. My just my mouth, my jaw just actually dropped. <laughs> like <laughs> male, female, completely unique. Mm-hmm. Alpha and beta, completely unique and interesting. Also, uh, uh, if you want to do some Splatoon cosplay, uh, it's here for you. Or if you're a big fan of a certain VTuber, yep. maybe, uh-huh. you know? I was, I was there's, trying there's to say options it. for you. you. You have the benefit of talking fast, Six. I always have the same thought as you, but you just talk faster <laughs> than me. And, um, and, I better keep it up, then. <laughs> and I do like that the armor uh, does illuminate, uh, you know, and animate the bioluminescent components, oh, too. So, God, that rules! The male one makes you look like... Like a, a a spectral underwater assassin, yeah, yeah. There's just like the like the like one that has like the frilly like the manta ray style imitation of like the frilly collar, like you're you know an annoying character in a Fire Emblem game. Uh-huh. Um, and then the other two are like, you know, like foreshadowed bosses in a Korean MMO. This is sick. Wow. <laughs> yep it's a it's a unique look, uh, both creature and equipment. Um, I, and even the weapons, like looking at the sword and shield, I like that the shield kind of has a jellyfish look to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yep. The, the only thing I can say about Namiel is that it, it shows up so late in Iceborne that I don't feel like it's gotten its due yet. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I, there, you know, by that point in the game, there isn't a lot of reason to fight it more than a, more than a handful of times, despite how amazing it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I do hope that it gets to, uh be reintroduced uh, sometime soon in another game so that it gets more time in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. What's the experience of fighting it? Do you recall? Did you do this part, Manofsky? Oh, I, I did this part. Uh, like, I, And, you know, yeah, it is. It, the experience of fighting it is really avoiding just all of that elemental stuff it's throwing out there. And also it has a really, really beautiful introduction because, oh. you know, you, you see it in sort of a pitch black area and the bioluminescent stuff comes out first and then expands outward. But yeah, it's just, it's... Just uh, from my experience, really remembering is just uh, what Six talked about earlier, which is the um, the sort of manta ray type material on the wings and just the way it animates and moves. That was the most remarkable part of it for me. Oh, I really like that. It's also it also is one of the like passive monsters that like it'll fight back, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really pick fights. Yeah, it's not especially interested in you more just preserving itself. I'm looking at this fight, and it is spitting water at the player, but I guess the player is going for okay. hits, so. Yeah. I, uh, oh, what is that? I have had a video open that I'm tabbing over to occasionally, and at this point, it is fully glowing, flying around, crocking with electricity, and it has these strands of, like, bright blue hanging yeah. from it. Yeah, th- like those are the, yeah, like, whiskers, kind of, uh, like, jellyfish tentacles or, like, catfish whiskers. Wow. There's so this much to it. Fantastic. Neon, baby. We need more neon. And this is like a fight that you earn, right? Like you already made it to Iceborne. Yeah, and... you you and then you have to fight your way through Iceborne a little bit before it unlocks. Yeah, it's mm. a, you have to make it to it. I did get a lot. Mm. But it, it is a great reward for getting to that point. And as an elder dragon, I feel very confident in saying this is not the last we've seen of Namiel, especially because it is a is quite a popular monster. So, Mhm. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, I don't think our verdict is is much of a mystery here. <laughs> yeah, no. It's a it's a unilateral keep. <laughs> this is a top ten for me, and I know like sometimes the premise of our show is difficult because we like elder dragons have a natural advantage. They're over designed on purpose, but mm-hmm. like amongst the elder dragons we've seen, this is definitely up there. It, it, there's also on the wiki uh, one of the concept art pieces looks a lot more like Gormagala than what we ended up getting. <laughs> Oh, interesting. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Uh, and that's something I've noticed, by the way, going through the older um, Monster Hunter art books, is that 
sometimes you'll see a, like a rough draft of, a, of an existing monster, and it will end up being a monster like four games later. Uh, so like you know, there, there's there are monsters that like Nergigante that are like already being drawn, and you know, Monster Hunter three, and then they just don't use them for like two more generations. Like, mm-hmm. There's always a concept that leads to something else, and almost nothing is left, you know, behind completely. All right. Well, before we move on to our next one, I have to reestablish uh, because, of course, uh, our next one is the Safajiva, Safi, which is uh, Safijiva. <laughs> Safi Jiva. Jiva's fine. Listen, <laughs> uh, Jiva. And it is, of course, the adult form of the Xeno Jiva, which we've already mm-hmm. covered. Yep. This is what that looked yeah, like. Yeah, that was the very alien looking final boss of Ooh. the world. And this is what it turns into. Be careful who you make fun of in high school. Because they were cool in high school. Because they were cool in high school. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. We went from, like, yeah, high neon and electricity to, like, almost subdued spikes. Yeah, so uh, th- this creature is teased throughout world um, by like you-, you keep finding like shed skin, oh. like hanging from different environments and stuff. And so yeah, it appears and it's th- it, you know it went from looking extremely alien as Xenojiva to uh, like very much looking like a very traditional uh, European fantasy red dragon yeah. as Safi Jiva. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I-, I think this kind of ties into. Uh, one of the larger design concepts that's typically held for uh, final bosses in... Uh, well, and this one's not a final boss. This was an event boss, kind of like um, the Kolv Taroth in our last episode. Oh, sure. Um, but Safi Jiva, like, one of the thoughts of um, the the lead designers on Monster Hunter is that the closer it looks to a traditional European dragon like Fatalis... Mm-hmm. Uh, the the sort sort of more otherworldly it's supposed to be within the universe of Monster Hunter, like things aren't supposed to look like that. It seems like it's come from some other place. So I and and like typically those that look like that are the most powerful dragons. So you know the Fatalises will either look like uh, you know a European dragon or they'll look like a sort of a, a Chinese interpretation of dragons or something. So to this is the first one that they've done the traditional. Uh, RPG red dragon with. It's, it's a realistic I, version of the wife, the dragon, donkey's wife from Shrek. Yeah. It is, but you're yeah. right. Like, that's just because it's a traditional, like, textbook dragon. But that's the first thing my brain went to. I, I do appreciate, though, that there's, like, you know, however its outsides may look, you could get a look down the barrel. There's still Xenoshima uh. in there. Yep. Oh yeah. No. Once it opens its mouth, yeah. There's still this <laughs> alien o- otherworldly death engine in there. Yeah. It's also got an amazing final attack. Photos uh, taken before a disaster, by the way. <laughs> that, that picture. Yeah. There, there's an, there is a ultimate attack it does where it like it expands its wings completely. It flies to the top of the stage and it drops this like Whoa. almost almost Frieza esque like death ball kind of move where it, it's this sapphire dot and it, once it hits the ground, it's essentially a nuke. Uh, that you have to hide in order to survive. I was I just watched that as you were saying it. The timing was perfect. If you go to five forty, I t- t- sent you the link with the timer. That's so cool. It just pieces out. It drops a big old little, little bloop on the ground, and hopefully you're standing outside behind a rock, or else uh, you're dead. <laughs> you're dead. You're just dead. Yep. And it, 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 that attack is referred to as the Sapphire of the Emperor. When it's like quiet right before it goes, ah, oh, I just got chills. That's so great. Safajiva, yeah. please. Wow. Oh, and then it like the map is like dilapidated too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, you fight it in a unique arena. Oh, and it does uh, this that over is, and over again. Yeah. This is also a fight where some of the experimenting with uh, doing Behemoth, uh, the Final Fantasy collab in World, comes into play because part of this fight is trying to have your tank draw aggro. 
while the other yeah. the other party members have to do various things. Yeah, I'm seeing. I also like there's a there's a bit here where it's like pulling fire out of the ground to like rep- replenish its reserves mm-hmm. through its claws. Mm-hmm. Wow, this is yeah, this is a um folks if if you're like us and you like just look at like tend to look at images and stuff. Alan is very good about watching watching videos. I very often am just sticking to the gallery. I feel like the contrast between its very yeah, very traditional European dragon appearance and its and the fight very like intense attacks that are just a completely different vibe but still like fit in with it um is really important. Yeah, yeah, this is this is also one. Uh, I understand that there have been later updates which made the scaling on this a little more manageable for one to two players. But when it first dropped, the idea was like you need a team, like you are mm-hmm. not going to survive this if you try alone. Mm-hmm. This is the Renixia of Iceborne. Mm-hmm. Another red dragon. <laughs> um, no, black dragon. Oh, excuse me. You're right. I forgot what my girl looks like. Uh, can we go a single creature quorum episode without referencing World Warcraft? No, but I think I want to look at the equipment for the Safajiva next. So uh, the, bad news. Yeah, the, the weapons <laughs> the weapons are tough because this is another Kolv Taroth situation where there were kind oh. of gotcha gotcha elements to get you to replay the fight a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can tell you that like until Fatalis was added to the game, Safi Jiva equipment was like skill wise the best stuff in the end game. Mm-hmm. We can look at the armor at least. Yeah, yeah, it's a fairly elegant presentation of that. Like you know, I feel like. Uh, the male one has a different thing going on. There's a weird, like, shoulder thing. Yeah. Or they just have a weapon on. I can't tell. I, I'm having trouble telling on this photo, too. That's a weapon. Um, usually they're good about not having them, so it's weird. But um, but for the female one, it just feels very much like a further refinement and elevation of, like, some of the stuff you expect from, like, Rathalos and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah I'd say so. Ah, I see. You found an image where there is not this. So yeah, it is. It is just an Im- a weapon poking over their shoulder. Yeah, but it's also the, the the picture on the wiki. Just so that people understand, we were confused. Also, looks like it's vibrating. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's just it an odd image bit. that the wiki editor chose for that. They usually try to take them in the dressing room or whatever, and that yeah. doesn't always give you perfect shots. But uh, that's why we have yes. photo mode now. Yeah, the, the the appearance, uh, you know, it's it's fine. Skill wise, you know, skill skill wise is really the big thing. Like, there's just a lot of really powerful stuff in there. Uh, and this is also the point in the game where you could like uh, sort of put layered armor over anything anyway. So mm-hmm. I think they I think they figured most people had their most fashionable set by now. You're not you're not even using the visual of this set. You're using the stats. I do like it. Just special shoutouts to the female helmet. This sort of like protruding almost feather like helmet almost fox mm-hmm. head or something that's kind of fun yeah and, and the uh sort of fang looking windows around the face also fun mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i also really like just the level of detail right it's just they went really ham with the textures it's it's like one of those designs they're like what if we made it impossible to make a model of this <laughs> good yeah. luck gamers yeah yeah, you know, listen, I, I think part of the reason that Iceborne only has six monsters is because they were like, all killer, no filler, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Safajiva um, so... is a great example of, you know, not having to over-design to be good. Like the one we just talked about before, the Namiel, is like, you could call it over-designed because of all of the, like, glowing parts, but it works. And Safajiva manages to work on its own because the fight is cool, because the aesthetic is cool, and because you've earned your way up to this, like, parental elder monster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this is a this is an end game quality creature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we got ourselves another winner. So let's let's move now to the true final boss of um, Iceborne and World, the Shara Ishvalda.
what the fuck am I looking at? Yeah, so oh. you're gonna have to look through the gallery a little bit because yeah, this is a weird one. Yeah, this one's cool. Oh wow! So so uh, the the first image you're gonna see is this really rocky looking thing. Uh, when uh. you first when you first encounter Shara Ishvalda, it is wearing like armor made of stone, and you can't even tell what you're fighting. Uh, and then as you chip away at it, it unveils the second phase, which is the the uh, really bizarre creature. <laughs> like. He looks like the hyenas from the Lion King. It's a fucking jump scare face. <laughs> so, yeah, jump, sca- jump scare face is a good comment because uh, there is something that the Shara Ishvalda is especially known for, and it is the only monster that has a fourth wall breaking quality. It, it uh, deletes your save if you die. No, no, it's eyeballs. Uh, oh. Track the camera. What? Not. Oh. <laughs> not <laughs> That's so fucked. Its eyes track the camera, not the character, so it's always staring at you, the player, while you're fighting it. They made the Mona Lisa into a monster. <laughs> yes, because because all four players, wherever they, you know, wherever you are, if you're in front of it, you perceive it as looking at you and not the other players. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's wild. I love looking at fights on YouTube, by the way, because you can see the heat map of like where people click in the video, and always the most replayed is like when some nasty shit happens. And yeah, mm-hmm. the, the most replayed on this fight I'm watching is when he, oh, he like rips the shell off with its little tentacles and does a huge roar and there's its big spooky face. Yeah, all, all those tendrils on the sides, uh, they they vibrate the earth and create like earthquake type effects. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, it's uh, a lot of its design is to see based on Hinduist elements. Yeah, the name too. Yes, uh, and it has a fantastic theme song for the second phase, which is called A Single Bloom in an Eternity. Has like, which has these really eerie bells and things that are playing in the background, and it's it's a fairly intimidating theme once you get to that stage of the fight. Like it, one of my favorite songs in the world. I Five like five. the way that it has like in the armored phase, it has like the big hands because the wings are so like the wings are just the, I don't know what the term is, but it's there is no connective tissue, there is no like webbing. It is just the like the. These kind of like odd, like cartilaginous bone tendrils, right? And so it just wraps those in stone and moves them individually to be the fingers. Um, yeah, so it's almost like you're fighting a golem in the first phase, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then yeah, and then this other thing comes oh. out. It's not like anything else you've seen. Yeah, there's a lot going on in this fight. I'm just, musically, uh, aesthetically, there's a lot going on. There, there's also a. a these kind of purple amethyst-looking geodes inside of its broken parts. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah, it's yeah. just it. So it's got like these. It's got a lot of gemstone qualities, uh, even inside of its physiology. Wow. I guess a question that I have. You say this is the final boss, right? Uh, yes. So yeah, and, and this is also like the like the skin of the Safi Jiva. This is teased because sometimes you'll hear the song. It's like it has this odd singing sound it makes, and uh, it's also referred to as the old Everworm. Okay, uh, I was I just had my question answered by this video, which I was about to ask, which is like, what makes it so spectacular in like in its second form? Right, because mm-hmm. um, we've just had you know like the thing that does like the Broly energy ball and everything. Um, yes, <laughs> it's it's doing like invisible air beams out of the tips of its wing yeah, tendrils. Yeah, I was gonna ask yeah, about that. Yeah, when it connects them, it essentially does like a super vibrating the air into a Kamehameha type move at you, Sick. and it hits so hard, <laughs> like. I'm also seeing it do that out of its mouth, and it like it makes the move more dangerous because it can't fully control it. It is pushing the beast backwards as it fires. 
which makes it harder to dodge because <laughs> you try and get underneath it and it just slides back into you. Yeah, also, it back. just went underground. Also, it's gone. <laughs> and that's why I was like, that's the part that I watched. Where I was like, there is just a lot going on here. <laughs> I cannot. Like, yeah, no. Uh, it, it, it has full control over the earth element. Uh-huh. Wow. So it is able to just use the landscape to its whim. Okay, yeah, this just this is this feels a little more final boss than it was seeming at first. <laughs> this is wild. Now six, before you say Okay, well the fight has a lot going on, let me introduce you to the armor set for Uh-huh. <laughs> Please do. I'm I'm interested. I Shara Ishwalda, speaking of has a lot going on. Let's go. Oh my god, the hours it took to render and draw and animate this set must have been I I oh think word. these are the coolest looking armor sets in the world. I can't believe what I'm looking at. <laughs> Look at the female yeah. one. Look at the mask. Look at the incredible design on the skirt and the little trim. And the All jewelry. The, and, and then look at the beta plus female. Sweetie, you don't belong here. Oh, <laughs> she's doing her best. She's doing her best. Yeah. I, I feel I feel like an animator got to that point and was like, look, I've done three of these and they're spectacular. I'm just gonna give you a belly dancer for this fourth one because we're at yeah. the deadline. That's like <laughs> Game's their tomorrow. friend sidled up. Their friend sidled up and I was like, listen, you need one for the basic bitches, alright? <laughs> one more. My I think female alpha plus is my favorite. It's like yeah. yeah. Just just the just the level of ornamentation to everything. Like there are so many visual accessories. It is just gorgeous and the weapons are also gorgeous it's there's a the light bow gun is just straight up a bolt action <laughs> rifle look at uh, the hammer look at the fucking hammer <laughs> let's go monster hunter yeah he <laughs> yeah said, yeah he said take it, a seat take a seat <laughs> yeah it, yeah it is a it is a palm with flames <laughs> behind it oh, um Yep, there's also the austere paradise, uh, which is the hunting horn, which is just a again not sculpted like any other instrument in the game. There it's like is... a, it's like a, it's like a. I'm gonna make a fool of myself because I don't know my my Asian instruments that well. But it's like a sitar with like in in the sort of the drum there. It's like transparent, and you can see a jeweled flower inside. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yep. It has a very sitar sound as well. Um, also, like the the great sword, the immovable Dharma, which looks like the uh, sword you typically see in uh, like Hindu art associated with gods and things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, our our insect glaive is a Buddhist, a Japanese Buddhist warrior monk staff with the jingling rings. Yep. <laughs> you didn't need to go as hard. I mean, you kind yes. of did. Then your heavy yeah, bow gun you... is like something I would see in a museum that says "Do not touch," and I would still want to touch it. Yep. Yeah, Your bow just has ev- flowers. Every detail in this is <laughs> remarkable. Like even the gun. Yeah. The, I am the, like the getting... shield and the sword and shield with the lotus in the middle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm like getting mad at them for using clearly like the PlayStation assets instead of like high res PC ones. <laughs> yeah, I want honestly this in better resolution. Well, six. Wow. I guess we just have to finish World and then finish Iceborne. Yeah. You know, listen, if you want to start start actually, you know, doing the damn thing. You got I'm 200 here. hours? I mean, eventually, sure. <laughs> Cut it up. Chop it up, make a stop, make a sauce, get us to Shara Ishvalda. But yeah, Sh- Sh- Shara is the one that, like, if you had even, like, hinted at cutting, I would not have let you. Like, this is, <laughs> I-, I am throwing myself in front of a bullet for Shara Ishvalda. It is so fucking cool i'm like, like minofsky minofsky no one's shooting you're doing the get down yeah, mr president I, when everyone's like clapping ex- yeah exactly <laughs> yeah everybody's reaching into their you know reaching their hands in their pockets to applaud not to draw a weapon you know <sighs> wow but yeah that's for, a that's for me a the unforgettable thing though is just the first time i realized it was looking at me in my living room and not at my character <laughs> so good I'm listening to a single bloom in eternity right now as well. And it's a good song. The bells, yes. Like, Lost. especially, like, if you get carded or something and, like, you, you, you end up back at the camp, uh, like, uh-huh. you can still hear the bells playing. It just gives you this eerie Whoa. sense of, like, flying back. You've kind of got, like, a little throat singing in there, too. And, yeah, it's just real good. My goodness. Nothing, nothing to say. No, I have nothing to say. This is. Uh, like... I am noted, noting by the end of this video that apparently you get like 60 carbs off this guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this wow. is, yeah. 
this this was the end of the game until Alatrion and Fatalis dropped as like the uh, returning Black Dragon challenges that were harder than everything else. So yeah, they mm, sure. they really gave you your carvings worth, and it still took a few tries to get all the stuff you wanted, but uh, worth it, <laughs> worth it. And we usually do alphabetical around here. We make exceptions when Manofsky says we really need to. Yep. Um, I and I was gonna request that at first for this next one, but because this, as of you know, as of the time we're recording it, it was just announced to be coming back in Sunbreak. I figured we could save it for last. Yeah, this is like the like the cover monster for yep. Iceborne. Yeah, this that, is our flagship. Yeah, that as 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 stated was recently announced to return for Sunbreak. This is the Velcana. Yeah, this is the el- this is the uh, first ice elder dragon. Uh, it looks the part. Mm-hmm. It, oh, it's also, it's very elegant looking. Wow, it's wow. there's a lot in the gallery that is very striking, um, including I do like its uh, stories two render. That's mm-hmm. very pretty. Um, his icon is very cool. And it's just a big, it's a big ice dragon with, like, sort of ice feathers almost coating its wings. I, I, I love its icicle lance tail, which it does use as a weapon. It uses much more in stabbing type motions, which is why I'm I'm really hoping that when we get the Magna Malo uh, with its spear tail versus Velcana um, turf war that I assume we're going to get, that they really lean into that aspect. Do it's you not- let elder dragons have turf wars? Uh, some do, I believe. Some wow. do. Google's, or at least in the gallery, it looks like it has a fight with uh, Ruin or Nair Gigante in Iceborne, which is yeah, great. You're, huh. I just, I feel like, I just feel like that, I don't know, my, my mental image of these fights I've never gotten far enough in a game to see <laughs> is that it's like, no, this is the fight. The rest of the map sort of fades away. So that that's typically true for like the final bosses. Like so, Safi Safi Jiva and uh, Shara Ishvaldi are going to fight in their own map, but Velkana mm-hmm. can appear on maps with other monsters, just like uh, Nergigante can. Ruiner okay. has an arena, but regular Nergigante will uh, will fight you, and it will very brutally attack other monsters it sees. I assume this is like that by the time it can show up, you are far enough that it's like it's a going concern, right? Mm-hmm. But just yes. imagine like you're fighting like, you know, a great Jackie and it's just like <laughs> ah, surprise. Yeah, the, the the first time you fight one, it's gonna be a story mission. But after that, yes, you could be fighting something like that, and here's Velcana just strolling up. And in, in three more days, I think February seventh. The next uh, yes, as of our recording time. Yep. Yeah, so it'll be Volcana and another one of our absolute quorum favorites, the Crimson Glow Valstrax. Uh, yep. oh, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, Valstrax is getting a risen variant, which just means it's gonna hit twice as hard. <laughs> good, good. I wanna get Rabon known as a fuck you variant. <laughs> right. I wanna get Rabon nuked into oblivion. Yep. It's gonna happen. But yeah, uh, so, as everything about Volcana implies, it is extremely icy. It tends to freeze the environment around it. There's a lot of like icy wind type attacks that hit the hit you know an area of effect. It yeah. does a lot of icicle stabs with its tail, uh, and it's just a really pretty creature to look at. Like you know, the, the ice is fairly reflective with the lighting. Um, yeah, just every bit of it looks sharp. Well, this is, is fun. The- shouldn't have looked at the equipment so early i'm sorry I <laughs> yeah well, well you have to you have to hold it for a minute I'm unfortunately holding, I'm holding, I'm holding. um i i do find it interesting so um we think of ice right we think of water right uh-huh. but it's a bit it's a bit of a simplify oversimplification you just freeze things and they were ice right um its wings are not frozen water they're frozen magma yes which is a perfectly um monster huntery way of doing that <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, and also as the uh, as the wiki says, its theme song is a uh, contains elements of uh, a, Chika- a Tchaikovsky song. So they wanted to kind of give it the Russian fairy tale feel. Mm. All right, Alan, talk to us about equipment. Here's uh, Alan with the equipment. Here's Alan with the equipment. Well, you know, it's well, it's a little chilly out here with incredible variants such as the hammer, uh, the hunting horn. Uh, and of course, the charge blade being just covered in ice. Um, so it's going to be a cold one out there, folks. But let's not forget that you can cut through the cold with a heavy go- bow gun. That is, I'm receiving here from above that it is also made of ice. Yes, this is all icy. And I like something it. something that the hunting horn um, render does not do justice to for is the the. Uh, you can see it, uh, and the render they've posted on the wiki, it's just kind of dangling, but uh, that thing in the middle of it is kind of a chandelier that hangs over the hunting horn player's head. Oh, wow. That's very cool. So I, I as a hunting horn player, uh, especially in um, Iceborne, I really enjoyed that aspect. And, of course, the lance is literally just its icy lance tail. This is, of course, why I have on... I, on consoles i play long swords on pcs i play insect glaive and i am going to prefer the insect glaive and this isn't why but it doesn't hurt that long swords are always just here as a sword <laughs> and then insect glaives are like what if we did something interesting yes yeah there's a little more room for creativity on the insect glaives yeah I do love the like the use of the color. There's very much of like that like a recurring theme of like the the blue shifting to white, right? And there's like yeah, and, the, and there's a little bit of purple sometimes. And oh, the dual blades are very pretty. Yeah, I, I, I love the uh, the jeweled ornamentation. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that the equipment gets at something that I really like about the creature itself, which is just yeah. Uh, I, I would say the Iceborne Elders, Namiel and Velkana, feel very elegant. Um, and there's just a lot about, like, the sort of regal bearing that Velkana carries itself with, and all of the equipment having, you know, all these jewels and things. It's just elegance comes to mind when looking at a lot of, uh, what it brings to the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, of course, there's the armor. Mm-hmm. Which is very... I think it's interesting the way it doesn't use, like, it doesn't use ice because then your armor would just melt. That's impractical, but it tries to evoke that through, like, the long, thin, icicle-like spikes and, like, you know, dangly bits that are, like, like icicles, right? Yeah, I, um, I like I like the beaded veil on the female alpha armor. Mm-hmm. I like the little, like, dangling, like, diamond bits that are from uh, on the edge of the skirt of basically all of them. Yes. Those are very cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a very, as you said, it's very evocative without necessarily just putting you in the side of a block of ice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And of course, you have the rhyme card uh, Delta Plus. I think that's Delta. Maybe that's Gamma. I'm bad with, with, you know, the Greek alphabet. But at this point, it's like, you know, what if Elsa was really mean? <laughs> <laughs> the cold doesn't bother them anyway. Well, with uh, Ice Attack level 6, I would hope not. (laughs) I want this male armor really bad, y'all. I will say that this was a good one to have going into uh, the fights with um, Shara Ishvalda, which, you know, because you had fought so many icy enemies, its weakness was ice. Um, Mm, Which which seems to be a similar thing that's being pulled with... um, Sunbreak, where a lot of the more recent updates had had fire, and now we have Vulcana. So it's like, okay, we're getting all these fire weapons because Vulcana was coming back. And then presumably the next update will be whatever the last boss returning or new will be. I mean, it's, yeah, it's Capcom. They made Mega Man, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they want to give you type advantages if you're uh, actually grinding out there. Mm -hmm. I feel like if it were, like... I think part I'm I'm here to keep Velcana. I think a part of that is we don't have anything else like it. If we had other ice dragons, I could see it losing out because I think its design is cool, but I could I could like I could see a different version of an ice dragon yeah. that well, I we, found more striking. We have the Legiana in World um and sure. and the shrieking sure. Legiana variant uh in Iceborne, but uh, you know, I I had actually kind of said like I wasn't 
quite as into that one because I knew that Velcana was coming, and I think of the ice dragons, it's the more spectacular one. Definitely, definitely. It's also well, and more think, icy, right? Like Legiana is like has ice element, but I don't think ice is really its aesthetic theme. No, other than it's just be, other than just being thing. like the right colors. Right, it's more of this moth sort of thing with a little bit of that that ray, mm-hmm. uh, the manta ray tech. Um, that I guess I guess probably was first in Legiana, not in Amiel, but the, the, right. So so in a way, there's there's elements of uh, Legiana that kind of hint at Naviel and Velcana coming later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah I, I don't think it, I, I think that's it doesn't quite achieve the grandeur of either. And of course it wouldn't. I mean, it's not an Elder Dragon. That's where they really go all out on these designs. Right. Right. Um. Yeah, I I think I'm down to keep. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna allow it. Yeah, I, we we did six, and the only real cut we suggested was just one that was okay, but basic. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's great for an expansion, honestly. I wish Pokemon had this kind of hit rate when they did legendaries, right? Imagine <laughs> if every legendary was good. Po- looks to Pokemon. Imagine uh, if most legendaries were good. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Over fifty percent, please. The funny thing is, I want to say like, oh, they try, but and like. Technically, I think more legendaries come out for that than than legendaries come out for Monster Hunter, but that's because the games are coming out at a breakneck pace. That's the reason. yeah. I I, I you know I, I am glad that uh, Monster Hunter does not have to create new creatures at the pace that is required by uh, the Pokemon Company. Yeah, imagine Pokemon with a slow slower dev cycle. Welcome to Monster Hunter. Yeah, let yeah. them cook, as the kids say. Let them cook. But yeah, I I truly loved Iceborne. Um, I am glad to see Velcana back. I'm curious to see how uh, they'll hold up in the speedier combat style of Rise. Uh, but I mm-hmm. think it'll I think it'll be a smooth transition and uh, one of the a, a good uh, finalish update. I, I am still surprised that Nergigante wasn't the one brought back, but uh, they might have big plans for Nergigante later. So I don't know. So looking at looking at the the update, right? Mm-hmm. Like, is it is it those three that we mentioned? Right? It's uh, Crimson Grove, Crimson Glow, Valstrax, obviously Velcana, and then um, there was one other. It. No, I think that's it. Just yeah, those two? yeah, and and the Crimson Glow has been in um, since the end of Base Rise. So this this is the Risen variant, which is something they've been ah, doing I with see. Sunbreak. So. So Risen variants are like uh, supercharged versions of monsters you've already fought just to make them difficult again. So they'll oh add a little bit to them. God. Have, I mean, I, I, I'm i going to say, have you seen? And it's a stupid thing to say because I'm talking to Manofsky. But <laughs> the armor they're giving the Risen? Hmm. Yeah. This is incredible. Let me post a picture yeah, for picture, y'all. Yeah, um, I'm trying to find a source because I found it on on um, Steam, and they would not allow me to copy it. <laughs> but here, this is a lower resolution that I would like. But really, like, not just it. It always has this like like black and gray Ooh. and red glow. Yeah, no, it it's... also now has like shoulder collar elements imitating the way the Valstrax poses its wings. Yes. That's so common writer, it's not even funny. That's so, uh, yeah. the the um the shoulder pads which have like the reverse jet engine look also kind of remind me a little bit of a uh, kill la kill. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah, no, it's a that all of the um all of the Valstrax armors always have like this really cool tokusatsu mecha feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this one really does I, I love those uh those really long sleeves that look like turbines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it's just good it's just good i also i can't tell i guess that's probably waste bits but this armor this picture is just low resolution enough that it's like does it have like front like waist plating that's sort of a red glow or does it make your thighs glow <laughs> it's a it's a great question and we'll find out we'll find out very soon <laughs> <sighs> Like also, that. oh, that's kind of horrible. Um, here's here's just incidentally another frame from the update. Here's a Palamute in Velcana. Yes, <laughs> kind uh, of horrifying looking. Whoa. Yeah, frame to pause on. 
Yeah, well, I, especially because it's it's in the middle of eating a dongo in this picture, so it just looks like a, one of those like pigs that has to like you know that cook pigs. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're they're doing a special uh, campaign right now where if you connect your Capcom ID, you get the layered armor, where your dog just turns into a Velcana you can ride around on. Sounds uncomfortable. I, I, you'd think. But then again, these people have been through a lot. I'm sure it doesn't bother them that and, much. And your dog is constantly right at you, letting you ride on its back with the spikiest armors known to man. So <laughs> true, it's, true. It's, it's only your, it's it's giving yeah. as good as it's received. It's yeah, fine. it's your turn to feel maybe a little uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, that's Iceborne, um, that's, and that's uh, that's World in its entirety. So I guess we're going to move on to the newest game now. Yeah, yeah. Next episode, we'll be uh, we'll be talking about Rise. Um, maybe have a have a have a fourth chair in play. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. Maybe who could say? We could say. Yes, we're allowed. And we're they know who to. they know who they are. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess just I I kind of want to like take a moment. I don't know, maybe I should I, I should do this after we get through Rise. I was like you know some sort of like retrospective stuff, but it's like we're so close. Just hang in there. We're like so three more close. episodes. We are. So, Minofsky, where can people find you on the uh, internet? You can find me on Twitter until it implodes, that Minofsky article. Gosh, every time I think that it's like, no, you know what, I was overreacting, Twitter's not going to implode, then they do another thing, and you're like, wow. <laughs> wow. Yep. Start making your backup accounts, folks. What if they started charging you $700 a month to run a bot? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I, I have, uh, I've squatted on most uh, type social type accounts I can think of with the Minovsky article name, um, but I haven't really touched any of them because I, I just mm-hmm. don't see the need to right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't even guarantee that I'll ever use those, but uh, they're there. And uh, if you encounter a Minovsky article somewhere that is not chill, that's not me. That's my one promise to you. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, yeah, it's probably me. I am of the opinion that co-hosts should get an app. That's the only thing. Like, once co-hosts has an app, I'm probably going to leave Twitter. There you go. The mobile website works fine. But I know. I know, I know you want. It's like Grand Blue. Like, I thought, you know, you want to play Grand yeah. Blue. Yeah. It also makes me. It also is really bad about, like, cookies. It makes me log in basically every time. Yeah. And it's really annoying. Same. Yep. Um, Dylan, where can people. No! To be fair, Dylan was on a previous episode about World. D- you can't cover for me on this one. I've okay. I've been fucking this up a lot, actually. Am I not distinct enough? I feel like I'm so different from Dylan. Like, what do you want from me? <laughs> You're just both anxious disasters. I don't know what you I want don't from me. Know. Wow. Wow. I'm leaving. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm really sorry, Al. <laughs> oh. Uh, and now I gotta edit in Discord leaving sounds. That's always fun. <laughs> Alan's not coming. Oh, there you go. <laughs> no, it's just long enough. Just long enough. Alan, can yeah. you please tell people where to find you and your work on the internet? Mostly just your work because you don't want to be found. Nope, I don't want to be found. I want to be listened to on Chats, the television podcast. C-H-A-T-Z colon a television podcast. Chatspot.com. My friend John and I, we watch cult classic TV shows. Right now, we're starting 13 Under 13 again, which is a series where we watch canceled shows that only made it 13 or fewer episodes. Um, so check that out over at Chats. Yeah, you just finished up Sense8, which is obviously, you know, your previous season, not a uh, not a 13 Under 13. Made it a little longer than that. Um, what is what is 13 Under 13 starting off with? We're starting with A to Z, the extremely canceled show about a guy named Andrew and a girl named Zelda who fall in love in their Los Angeles tech company jobs. She's a lawyer. He works at a dating app, uh, and they work in the same office park, basically. Uh, and their relationship, as the show states, is only going to last eight months, as the, as noted that each episode is in a letter of the alphabet. Um, so it had a maximum potential of lasting 26 episodes, and it made it 13. So they didn't even finish their short, short premise. Uh, it's yeah. a weird disaster, but it's a cute. It's, it's also kind of a cute rom com show, and it's extremely 2014 in ways that we talk a lot about. Like, what does that mean? So, uh, yeah. Also, share their name with a bunch of uh, apparently businesses near me. A to Z, apparently, a phrase people use a lot. I tried typing it into an illegal download website because you can't find canceled shows anywhere. And I got, when I typed A to Z, I got a list of every, every torrent on the website. <laughs> <laughs>
So you, you put in the work to make this podcast possible. Yeah, see, you shouldn't watch it. It's so hard to find. If you can find a website that has it, then watch it with us. But otherwise, just listen to us talk about it. We're oh, covering man, more the list of later. the list of episode names is really uh huh. F is for J fight, is fight, for fight. John Jan Vaughn. Yeah. L is for likability. Uh, all right. Well, if you want to find me, I'm canceled. You don't get to. Good. Uh, I've I fucked up. The, I've I've called Alan Dillon several times. Only ever on air. I will note. Yeah. It's just it's just podcaster syndrome, mm-hmm. but um, it's still bad, and therefore you don't get to find me. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll catch you next time. Quest complete.